So we are here today with Angela, say your last name. Boucher. Boucher. And Angela is with Florida Cure. And I am going to let her tell you a little bit about her organization. Florida Cure is part of a national organization, correct? Correct. National Cure. Okay. I want to know how you got started in criminal justice reform. Wow. Well, that's a long story. <laughs> this just goes, <laughs> this just goes way back uh, 35 years, almost 36 years. Um, when wow. my loved one was incarcerated, father of my daughter, and it's just realizing that laws need to change in order for something to happen, and it's too hard to advocate for one individual. We need to all get together and change laws. It's not about, you know, individual people. There's just so many that are being wronged. Well, I mean, down here, particularly in Florida, we have a mass incarceration problem. We have just people serving decades in prison for stupid stuff, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s. And a lot of people are working for criminal justice reform with um, little results. And I know that you and I have talked a little bit, and I know that you have a bill that you are slowly gathering support. And tell us a little bit about your bill and what what's it, what your bill is called. So it is called the Second Look Bill, which is a Second Look Sentencing uh, Act. Mm -hmm. And just to take a step back, like when I started the Florida Cure chapter is when I realized something needs to be done. I read about the Second Look because a lot of a lot of laws don't apply to capital offenses. You know, your harsher crimes, rural eligible. Uh, so they always, those men and women fall through the cracks all the time. There's nothing ever that comes up for them, never to give them more hope. So this is certainly for them. And of course, my loved one's right there at the, you know, top of that list. A, a few months back after I started Florida Cure, I had already been talking to the sentencing project. Um, so I work with Alexandra Bailey there, who's their policy uh, advocate person, works in all the states. So she is the one who, um, kind of revised the NACDL, National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. Um, they have like a model second look, because she specified it for Florida. So of course I sent that draft uh, into my loved one so he could review it and make sure that it's all good to his, <laughs> so, it, so it affects everybody. It's not just the few. And then going from there, so we got this bill, uh, then we had to run it and put it into bill writing and all kinds of things. But we also have other national organizations. The Fair Sentencing of Youth, uh, also in DC, is behind us. Um, and the Sentencing Project wants to do a full Second Look campaign uh, down here next year. So the Second Look Bill is that for those uh, who have already served a set amount of time, whether it's 10 mm -hmm. or 15 years, 10 years is and this is what the draft says. I don't know what the final bill is going to be, but the draft mm -hmm. is drafted for if you have already served 10 years and you are under the age of 26, um, that you could petition the court for a resentencing hearing. And then 15 years if you are over the age of 26. You have to have served that set amount of time, you know, stay out of trouble and, and prove that you've rehabilitated yourself. Do whatever programs you can. And I know we've talked before that most of these crimes, our system does not offer educational programs to them because they're just serving too much time. 
So right. how could, you know, it's just not, it's like a, you know, catch 22, you can't, how could you want these? But these are the men and women that are the ones that, you know, are stronger than most of us out here because even not having an end date, even knowing that there's no, there may be no hope, laws may never change. They still want to be better for themselves. And, and that just speaks volumes. <laughs> pretty much in a nutshell what the second look build is about um so and we did we did last year gain a, a very strong sponsor representative lena garcia uh, from down in miami she's going to sponsor the bill next year she is such a trooper she is our champion she not only said she would sponsor it next year but she will walk this bill through with us every year until something changes because she believes in it that much so and that's representative garcia Yes, yeah. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll give her a shout out. Thank you, Representative Garcia, for getting behind this bill, for championing this bill, because we, we need, we, we just, we need change. I mean, we just need change on, on so many levels for so many things. So if you are over the age of 26 and have served 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can. I think it so says 25. It says if you're under the age of 25, but I think that's. Um, it, before your 26th birthday. Okay. And then, so if this, if something like this were to pass, each person would have to petition the court for resentencing? Well, it wouldn't be every person that's incarcerated because, and, and it is open to all offenses, but one is you would have had to have served the time already. The 15 years. To, uh, whatever it comes down to. I mean, that's what it is now. You would have to have already served the 10 or 15 years. I okay. think with Florida, they might want to make that 15 and 20 years or whichever. But yeah. my whole thing is, um, you know, I don't like it, but it's okay. Cause at least it gives hope. At least there's something, there's a mechanism in place so that mm -hmm. in their minds, there's something to attain. There's a reason to want to do better. There's a reason to want to get education. You have something to look forward to. So you know, that's what it's for. So, okay. So I guess that's what I was, what I was trying to convey is each, each person that this would apply to, um, if they meet the criteria of served the 15 or the 10 years and their age is, is in there, um, would have to petition the court for resentencing yes. whatever county they were sentenced through and yes that that does give hope it gives it gives encouragement and you know the fact that you already have a sponsor do you have a co-sponsor yet do you know we do we have a few we have one or two that you know like you say they, they commit but i want to get a, a a confirmed commitment um, yeah so we have so i don't really want to mention their anyone else's names until okay. we're absolutely like committed with them just yeah, out of respect because like i said that's the same thing i did with garcia representative garcia was um i know she committed but i wanted to make sure that she was really committed and that she didn't mind that we spread the news that she was our champion um yeah. so she's absolutely committed she absolutely does not mind us sharing that uh, this okay. is her bill um so but yeah with the co-sponsors yeah and like i said it's still early a lot of them are on vacation can't talk so we'll have mm -hmm. to work with them as we go but we know once session fires up we'll have a lot more ability to contact them but uh now 2020, 2024 legislative session here in florida starts january 
of 2024. So, and I know right now the kids are out of school down here. So a lot of um, our politicians that have school-aged kids, you know, they're go they're taking their summer vacations and, yeah. and doing things like that. So yeah, this is a tough time to um, well, set up. What we all need policy. to do though is reach out to all our representatives, legislators. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I'm doing my part and I will reach out to everybody and, and we all know that the Republicans are most important. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Representatives, not just in general, <laughs> just because yeah. we need their, we need their backing. We need them to fight it because we can have a lot of Democrats on board fast, but it would be more meaningful coming from Republicans. But either way, on either side, we just ask that everybody reaches out to their representatives to just yeah. explain why this would be a, a a good bill you know and it's it's th there is no safety concerns safety concerns when it comes to a lot of these um cases too and a lot of people do get scared off like oh we're gonna let out you know murderers and you know people with sex offenses and but just keep in mind a lot of them were juveniles a lot of them have served a lot of time a lot of them have done all they can um, and, and those are the those are the men and women that are the very least to recidivate. Um, uh -huh. and, and there is no any one of them who who goes and petitions the court. They could be my neighbor any day <laughs> because yeah. I bet you they'd be the most thoughtful neighbor you have, <laughs> and right. who would have your back. <laughs> so it's a shame that our system is the way it is. I know it, it's just so dysfunctional on so many levels. And and one of the things that's good about getting getting the word out and, and letting people know about this is those who are incarcerated, their family members on the outside, like you had said, it is important. And I always tell people when I when I advocate, when I speak uh, publicly, I always tell people, know who your state representative is in your district, know who your senator is in your district. Start a conversation with them, send them an email, a place, a phone call to their legislative aide and ask where they stand on criminal justice reform. And a lot of them, I look at their platforms, especially the newly elected ones. I look at their platforms that they that they are pushing, you know, things like tourism and education and things like that. And I look for the ones that, you know, say criminal justice or criminal justice reform. And, and of course, I'll contact them. But I also like to, to reach out to the ones that don't say anything about criminal justice reform, strike a conversation up with them. Where do you stand on that topic? You know, where do you where do you stand on mass incarceration? Are you aware that we have a huge problem here with, you know, with mass incarceration and, and tough enhancement laws like ERR and FMR and a lot um, of them don't know. No, no, they don't. And and it's it, you know, that's why I think education is key and making making people aware and just having a, a louder voice and collectively banding together, you know, all of us together and, and take it to, to the politicians because they're the ones that not only sponsor these bills and co-sponsor these bills, vote for them when they when they come up on the Senate floor and the House floor in the committees and talk about them. And, you know, year after year after year, I've seen so many bills just die in the Senate, in the House, you know, for criminal justice reform. And it, it's disheartening. It, it really is. It's disheartening. I haven't given up. I mean, it's, you know, as, as tough as it's been, I'm not, I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. And I'm grateful for you and, and your organization and this bill, because like you said, it will give a lot of people hope and encouragement. And that's what we need. 
Well, my thing is you can't back down. You just have to fight harder. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. You can't back yeah. down and you can't let them win because we are more than they. We are the ones who vote them in. And it's not only about the legislators and it's not just speaking to them and getting their approval. It's talking to everybody, your friends. When you go to church, mm -hmm. talking to the churches because yes. we want support from everywhere. We want it to be the kibitz on the street. We want it to go to the news. We just want everybody to know because a lot of everyday citizens just don't know either. They they, they don't know what's going on inside. Um, mm -hmm. Never mind our politicians because it's not their cup of tea or what they do. But if they do, mm -hmm. and not that I we can ask everybody to, to sponsor it, but at least if we can have their support. And it's just humanity. Mm -hmm. It's just humanity. We're not, it's not asking for anything outrageous. It's not asking to just open the doors and let everybody out. We're just asking right. to give people something to want to rehabilitate for, to have some hope. You know, who are we to give away people's hope? What happened to God? So I know that you don't have a bill number yet. I know that that's a little ways down the road. But once you have a bill number, we're going to have you back on so we can talk about that bill. And you'll get to see the, you know, the any of the edits that were made in drafting. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, when we did put it through a drafting bill writing, they didn't change any of the wording. It was it, what it was because it's a new bill, so they didn't change it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and I don't think Garcia is going to initially change anything on the bill. She just needs to put her name on it um, mm -hmm. because when we had it uh, on bill writing, we had it uh, sponsored and we had a, a courtesy. It was courtesy in for us. So the person who courtesied in the representative is not the one who's sponsoring it. And I do hear that hopefully by August, September, we, well, by September, we should have a bill number. That'll be exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, think, you yeah, know, it should be because there's a deadline to file them by, I believe. Yeah, yeah, there was this year, I, I, this past session, I, I fought, but I realized soon that um, a lot of people who said they would support it, would sponsor it, but they kind of put their hands up and said, but I can't, you know, I mean, it, we were given our orders. I, I, I wish I could, but I can't. And their words oh. were, we were given our orders. <laughs> orders yeah disgusting Look at those orders <laughs> yeah well <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic for a whole other show yeah when you say give, they were given their orders and, and we were told yeah we were told something similar to that last session that uh the order was given that we would not be discussing any criminal justice reform bill so don't even bother without mentioning any names we will we will delve into that at another time is there anything else that you would like to say to anyone listening to this who either is not familiar with our incarceration problems or has a loved one incarcerated? Something that we can leave them with uh, until we can talk again going forward from this point. The biggest thing is everybody spread the word. Spread the word. Second look is coming and we're just going to keep screaming about it and just tell everybody about it so we can have as many supporters as we can for it and a lot of people talking about it. Another thing is um, just pray. Mm -hmm. So what we could do is pray, but it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll come. Briefly, you mentioned the sentencing project. Now they're going to be down here in Florida next year and they're running a campaign specifically for Second Look. So the sentencing project, she is, they're going to, they're going to be actually working with uh, Representative Garcia just because they have done national, they have done other states, pros, cons, what are the, you know, 
pullbacks from it. So she has told me that she is going to, she was getting permission to do a full second look campaign down here, which would include lobbyists and the social media and the media, TV media and, and right. all kinds of stuff so that they could push for the second look down here in Florida. And that's a sec sentencing project. I also had the confirmation from the Fair Sentencing of Youth that if this bill gets up and running and going, that they want to come in too. Because what I do want to say is that this state is just, when you think of our children and you think of the children that we incarcerate as children and don't give them any means of opportunity to educate, you throw them into these places and you throw away the key. And most of these children were abused all their childhood from the people closest to them, mothers, fathers, you're talking sexual abuse, uh, physical abuse, mental abuse. You're talking some harsh stuff that grew up in drugs and, and, and all kinds of things that this is what leads to this. Their little brain snaps in that split second and then their whole world is over. We don't give these children any opportunities because I've personally have written to, spoken to family members, men and women inside who were children. My loved one who was 16 years old, who, who there's no reason for them to still be there. Who is the same at, at old over 50 that they were at 16? Who doesn't grow up and mature? Who, it's, it's, Florida is just disgusting when they don't give that hope and they want to rehabilitate they say they want to rehabilitate, but they give no opportunity to rehabilitate. And then when they bust their butts to do stuff that we could never even imagine doing out here to better ourselves, nobody wants to hear them. Nobody wants to listen because there just is no end date. And there should not be that many people incarcerated in any state for that many years without any hope for an for end. I know. It, it's it's nationwide. I mean, here in Florida, particularly, it, it's a it's a big problem. Mass incarceration is is a huge problem nationwide. We have the third, we have the third highest incarceration rate in the world. Yeah. And you have organizations out there like the Innocence Project and Centurion that do their work and do fight and get people exonerated after they've spent you know 20, 30, 40 years in prison. And I think. Not a week goes by that you don't hear of another exoneration, another where someone was released after decades in prison because it was found that they didn't commit the crime that they were accused of 20, 30 years ago. And I don't care if you live under a rock, you, you have to hear these little tidbits here and there. And this person was just exonerated after 33 years in prison because of DNA or the an eyewitness lied or misidentification or whatever it is. You, it just seems like you hear that more and more these days and it, it just makes me sit back and go, hmm, maybe there is a bigger problem. I mean, not because I, I do advocacy and I, and I know a lot of the, the problems that we do have, but I think the average person, it seems like it would make them sit back and go, another person was exonerated after you know 30 years in prison Hmm. And, and let's just add that with a lot of these victims, and I can't say all, but a lot of these victims of these crimes, that's not what they want. There are a lot that don't want these men and women to rot, so to say, in prison. They want them to get help. They want them to rehabilitate. They want them to be better than what they were or what they did to their loved one. And there are, you know, studies that show that you know that that 
that's not what victims want, you know, and, and, and I have other people that I work with that are both. They are victims of a crime and they also support criminal justice advocacy because everybody knows it's right, even the victims. There are those people that, you know, just are unforgiving, but most yeah. of them, a m bigger majority of them, that's not what these victims' families want. And I don't know why they're not heard, why their voice doesn't matter either. And let's just say there are a lot of legislators in the state of Florida, because Florida is humongous. <laughs> we are more. There are more constituents than there are legislators. And, mm -hmm. and we do vote them in, no matter mm -hmm. what their party is. So we, we just need to express that, I mean, you guys are big and you are powerful, but we are more and we are many. And let's just say, you know, who we weren't talking about before, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people may be powerful, but I believe in a more powerful person and something's going to happen because mm -hmm. th there is a more powerful being than, than what we have here in Florida and things uh -huh. will happen and things will be right and, and things will change because they are all our brothers and sisters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For those of us who believe, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I know I, I totally get what you're saying and, and, and I agree with you. You know, when I take a just take a step back, it's it's just it's time. It's time. I don't care oh, who's absolutely. in charge of what. It's just enough time. is enough. Yeah. It, it, it's enough. like I would say to the kids, you know, and enough is enough. This has gotta stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's gotta be done about this. And even if I can't do it by myself, then I'm going to make a lot of friends who will all get together and you just got to be a, a bigger voice. And that's exactly what Absolutely. we've got to do because it could affect so many people in so many different situations mm -hmm. because it's not always about the heinous crimes. It's not always about the sex offenses. There we have, you know, felony murder rule, whole nother um, aspect of this. But like you're saying, people... Are, are exonerated and doesn't even do anything like why can't why couldn't they have been heard sooner they just lost what you can never replace you know and the 30 years of your life so yeah. many people you learn yeah. they learn not they learn but i mean people change everybody changes five years 10 years 15 years you know I'm not the same I was as five years ago. I'm not the same as I was 20 years ago. And I certainly am not the same as I was at 16. Mm -hmm. Everybody's and there's, there's, there's been numerous studies that have proven between the ages of 18 to 25, the adolescent brain is not fully matured. They don't think, they don't think things through. They don't think of the consequences of their actions. And I mean, it has been statistically proven that the adolescent brain like I said, between the ages of 18 to 25, they act on impulse. They don't think things through. And just like my son, you know, he was 18, wrong place, wrong time. Somebody had a gun, somebody was killed, you know, and, and he's staring down a life sentence, wrong place, wrong time, literally. But he had no way of knowing that day of what this other person had on their mind to rob him and his friend. So we all I know that between 18 and 25, we're invincible. Oh, yeah. Nobody I mean, sees anything. Yeah. Nobody yeah. sees nothing. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff that I did in my early 20s, I look back now and think, God, I was really stupid. You know, we learned and we grew from our experiences and some of some of our incarcerated didn't get that opportunity. And that's why we, you know, we do what we do and we fight for change. And we're not asking for something that's unattainable. We're asking for a second look, a second chance and something reasonable 
Yeah, and, and it's not unattainable. It's not impossible. We just have to, everything just needs to align. And like I said, it's just time. It's just time. The tide needs to turn. And and that's that's kind of where we are now, so. I was just gonna say, I don't know if I said it before, I may have even said it, but when does it become cruel and unusual? We are yeah. at that, this is just, this it's just cruel. <laughs> There's no other yeah. point to, are we mad at them? Or, you know, I mean, do, do yeah, yeah. Once well, you rehabilitate, you, know you have no purpose being mm -hmm. there or, or wasting taxpayers' dollars. Mm -hmm. You could be home and making dollars, making money for the state. And contributing to their community, yes. And one of the things that I that I know we, we touched on several years ago in the advocacy world is the budget cuts that DOC experienced. That, you know, a lot of the, the drug rehab programs went away. A lot of the mental health programs went away to help some of these people that that's why they're in prison. So when you, you lock them up and you throw away the key and then you take the resources away that would allow them to become a better person, what, what hope do they have, you know? And it's just, it's just that vicious cycle. And the person that, who we're not mentioning the name, just, it baffles me that you can be a person in charge and refuse to acknowledge anything to do with our incarcerated population, criminal justice reform. I mean, I'm gonna get on a tangent and that's gonna be a whole nother show, but Lisa, I just I, want to say a lot of people are, if you're not affected, it doesn't bother you. You know, and those are the people we have to change because it could yeah. affect you. No one ever knows. Yeah. It's just like yeah. life. One minute it's here, one minute it's not. It's the same when you get in trouble and, and, and something like this happens. One minute you're here, one minute you're not. But you know. I know. Thank you so much for having me on and talking. Oh, no, it. it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And as soon as you get, a, I mean, we'll be in touch, of course, but as soon as you get a bill number, I want to have you back on so we can push that bill number, talk about it, and yeah. find out who all of your sponsors and co-sponsors are. In the meantime, I want everyone that's listening to make sure you get to know know who your state reps are, know who your state, your, your district senators are, and reach out to them. Ask them where they stand on criminal justice reform and tell them we need change. It's time. It's just time. And there's a lot of good bills that are going to be coming up in the 2024 legislative session. And we need sponsors, we need our politicians to sit up and take notice. And where they go from there, we'll have to see up further up the chain in Tallahassee, but Before I don't we know. go real quickly, let me just yep. say for those who, who are out there who don't know, they can go to our website to view the draft. Um, okay. To see what it is, because the draft, like I said, it is pretty verbatim to what was sent into bill writing. So if you go to- What is your website? floridacureoneword.org. Okay. So if you go there, there's a sign, there's a little button that says uh, drafted bill. So if you click on it, it'll give you, it's like five pages or something, but it'll give everybody a gist of what we are Pushing presenting. Forward. Yeah, I don't okay. know. That's just the draft. It's not the final bill. So I don't want to get people confused, but I do want to not have to read the bill to everybody. So it's right there. So everybody can read the draft just to see what it's about and what it says. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. So it's yeah. www.floridacure.org. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Angela, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all that information with us. And like I said, you are welcome back on any time, especially when you get that bill number. So we have some more stuff to talk about. Yeah. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? Nope. Just God bless everyone. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you and we'll be in touch. You got it. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Thank you.